you're going to take someone's eye out. Besides, you're saying it wrong. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Welcome, 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 everyone. Welcome to, did I say welcome enough, to Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. I'm your host, Tess Yanos. You know me. Uh, this is day two of 31 Days of Horror. And you guys, we've got quite the scary one for you. This guy, you know him, you love him. He is Dean, my fellow Gryffindor from Talking Back. He has been on here twice now, I think. And uh, I just I just adore him to pieces. And I was like, hey, Dean, uh, can we do a scary one? And he's like, oh, I, I've got it. Like, And it, it's so freaking scary. Can't we talk about it? Okay, uh, you guys, this is Dean. Hi, Dean. Hi, Tess. <laughs> Hi, everybody. So happy to be here. Thank you for that introduction. That was great. I will have to come <laughs> clean, though, Tess. I have to come clean on something. <gasps> okay, I tell me. I am a Gryffindor poser. I what? want to be Gryffindor because, like, Dean! all my best friends are Gryffindor. Like, right. Harry, Hermione, Ron, all my right. best friends. Yeah. Gryffindors, <laughs> but I think I'm more of a Hufflepuff. Wait. Wait a minute. I know. I know you are a Gryffindor. You are definitely a Gryffindor, but I think I might be a Hufflepuff. Well, okay, wait. So you haven't done the official, like, Pottermore quiz? I have not. <gasps> wait. Okay, wait. Okay. I keep saying wait because I mean it. Hang on. So you need to go do this today on Pottermore. I'm afraid. I'm afraid I won't get Gryffindor. I understand. However, if you follow your heart, because you, ha- you have a very big heart, Dean. Well, and that's you. why I adore you. You do. You're a very wholesome, genuine dude who just loves what he does in life. And I, I can't see why you wouldn't be a Gryffindor. Okay, maybe I'll go and do it. I've just always been afraid and I think I'm not it. I don't think I'm brave enough. You have to be like a go-getter <gasps> to be Gryffindor. And I'm not sure I am. You wouldn't run into a three-headed dog to save your friends? Like you wouldn't do that? No, you know I would. I would. When my okay. friends are involved, I would definitely do it. Okay. I wouldn't okay. do it like on my own. Right. Well, I'll be there with you. What if you have like two Gryffindors? Then it, that's twice the Gryffindor power. And then it's and then definitely... I become a Gryffindor. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. I like that. Yeah. When I'm when I'm surrounded by my friends, my true self comes out and it is Gryffindor. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm you're feeling like, good. Oh, I'm feeling good about this. Maybe I'll take it. Maybe I'll take it today. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, can I knight you as a Gryffindor and that just that just counts? Uh, or yeah, it counts for that me. Work? Okay, great. You are hereby knighted. <laughs> Sir, Why, thank Sir you. Gryffindor. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Tess. Oh, man. It means a lot. So, yes. Oh, good. I'm so glad that means so much. Um, well, it means a lot that you're here, man, and I really appreciate it. And as soon as I was like, hey, I've got this crazy, silly idea, you're like, I'm so down. And you were like the second person. You're like, when, when can I sign up? When I have, I have two. You, you actually have two. You're coming back this month. Yeah, see, Tess, I kind of had to request to come on again because this one we're doing today is really scary, really serious. I think it's got some deep meanings in it that I want to talk about. But uh, Halloween and October is also about having fun. Yeah. So I wanted to come back later on in the month and have some fun with you. So I don't know if you want to spill the beans or keep it um, no, unwrapped. Tell everybody, we're gonna talk it's so about. exciting. Go ahead. Yeah. We're going to talk about. Adam's Family, a movie yes. I have not seen. I can't believe it. 
I'm so pumped. I'm so excited for it. I have so many questions, but I guess I'll save that. I'm like, I'm like, do they not have it in Canada or, or like how, why don't, don't waste those questions here. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'll save those stupid questions for later. Oh Um, no, not stupid questions. Great questions. Thank you. See, you are a Gryffindor or maybe you're a Hufflepuff. (laughs) I don't know. Right. I I could be a Hufflepuff, right? (laughs) You might be. John Babe, my husband, he's a Hufflepuff. So he's like sweet. So I don't know, Dean, I'm really excited to know. I, would just laugh my head off if you're a Slytherin or something. I'd be like, what? <laughs> Can't be. Can't be. Can't be. That's not no. That's not you. Um, but what is you today is this scary as, excuse my language, scary as fuck uh, comic called Witches with a Y. W-Y-T-C-H-E-S. Yes. A weird spelling, right? Throws you off right away. It does. You're like, what? What? Why? Where am I? You know? Yeah, like they must be different than witches that I know. Yeah. Personally? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and so, they are. And they are. Oh, yeah. my gosh. We're going to just go into that. They're not even witches. They're like magical. Not, but not. What? But you know what got me was just like the freaking cover art, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. It's really scary. Yeah, just looking at it, I was like, I got chills. Like, ooh. yeah, something about the woods and just like yeah. seeing someone way off in the distance and kind of like the splash of watercolor that's on it too. It's scary. Yeah. It's creepy. It's like it's like glitchy. It's like if you're walking through the woods and you're like, do do do, what a beautiful day, and then you turn and it's like that spooky part of the woods, kind of like in the Princess Bride, and yes. you're like, whoa, no, I'm not going in there. Yes, you know? Tess, did you? <laughs> Did you read Scott Snyder's essays in the back of this book? No, you know why? I didn't, not on purpose. I wanted yeah. to. I'm going to go back and read those. I didn't want to film ahead of anything else, but I was like, wait a minute. There's like this whole other part of it. Yes. And uh, I asked because that's exactly what he talks about, how he wanted to make it look. <laughs> no way. I did yes. not read that. <laughs> yes. He said he was with his friend and he, mm. when they were kids, they used to always go to this woods and uh-huh. it was kind of like they would just, you know be detectives in the woods looking for things. Yeah. And he said one day his friend was just like, whoa, what what the hell was that? Yeah. And it was just, he thought that he had just seen someone off in the distance. And that's exactly what he's going for. So that's awesome oh that you brought that God. up. That's hilarious. Well, it's like that the whole way through. Anytime she has yeah. to go in the woods, I'm like, what? why? Girl, no, don't. You, nothing there is for you. They're just stay like, out of the woods. Stay, the, children, stay out of the woods. Yes, never and, good. Yeah, and then we're good. And it's funny because I used to grow up, I grew up in like this mountaintop in Tennessee, and it literally was at the edge of the woods. And weird stuff came out of there. It was weird. (laughs) Like, that's when I saw ghosts when I was a kid. Was that that house on the edge of the woods? (laughs) Yeah, and that's like the feeling that this book creates, right? It's it's just that feeling of when you're a kid and you're like, something weird's going on around here. Yeah. Something supernatural's happening. So, yeah, I, I am not alone. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Ugh. Well, let's jump into it uh, because sure. everybody's on the edge of their seat by now, I'm sure. All right. So a little summary here. Witches takes the mythology of witches with an eye to a far creepier bone chilling place than readers have dared to venture before. When the Rooks family moves to the remote town of Litchfield, New Hampshire to escape a haunting trauma, they're hopeful about starting over, but something evil is waiting for them in the woods just beyond town. (laughs) 
Oh. Uh, lordy, lordy. Um, I got the chills on that one. Yeah, right? Ooh, yeah. It's, it's even in the thing. Bone chilling. Yes. It is. And you picked this because we reviewed, it, was it Scott Snyder? Scott Snyder's other book, The it Wake. Was. Uh-huh. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I love Scott Snyder. I mean, he might be my favorite comic book writer. Um, huh? I love The Wake. I love his run on Batman. It's probably my favorite Batman run of all time. Um, he also wrote like American Vampire, another comic Ooh. that's kind of like a horror thing. Um, yeah, he's just in my zone. I just really like, I really like his uh, twisted mind. Yeah, he has a twisted mind. And what I also really love about him, which was very apparent in The Wake as well. You guys got to go back and listen to The Wake. I freaking love that five out of five for me um is that he has this way of storytelling on top of another story while he's telling another story there's a sub story happening and you are following along the whole time he does a beautiful job doing that yeah Yeah, he's a great writer and and he does he makes great use of like the comic book medium where like page turns can make you kind of jump yeah um, just like the next panel that's going to be there and I just think that's really uh it's really neat how he can he knows what he's writing he knows he's writing a comic and he knows how to use it yeah he's a true artist in that way yeah. to really say like like put that song together for us like I just I don't I didn't stop I actually had to stop after the second issue and take like literally a break like a like a day break because it was like so yeah. scary I was like <laughs> I don't think I'm ready for this Whew. uh but then when I jumped back in I was like I can't put it down I was done and I actually at the end I was like oh I'm done like whoa okay, yeah whoa. and you can just kind of breathe after that right you're like yeah. okay whew, but release. also you can't you're no <laughs> you can't unsee those things uh that that is very true Tess you can't unsee those things and just to sort of set you set the stage with a plot I'm going to set the stage with a quote please from, yes, yes from Scott Snyder Let's and this it. is what I read before this book came out <gasps> okay and so it's like it's me getting like hyped for this book I read I his it. quote saying I think our goal is to just scare the living shit out of you with this <laughs> book I want this book to be the blackest most twisted horror that I've ever done I want it to be a book I feel terrible terrible about when I'm at my kid's soccer game <laughs> I want this book to be like you read it and you say they let that guy write Superman oh my god <laughs> that's literally that's so perfect that's perfect yes. And so I was so hyped for this book to come out because I love horror. I love Scott Snyder. I'm like, yes. yes, give it to me, Scott. Give me your darkest thoughts right now. What you got? What What is yeah. in the deep crevices of your mind right now? And they're, yeah. So let's dive into it because we got it. a lot to talk about. There's, for sure, yeah. Yeah, and there's so much going on. And yesterday when I reviewed day one with John Spees, um, we talked about Kieran Gillen's um, die and it, the way that his storytelling, and it was very similar to this one, and I'll get to it, where it uh, just kind of told a story on top of a story on top of a story, where uh, Kieran and I was very confused. I had no idea really what was going on. But okay. this one, like I said, it's story on top of story. You're along for the ride the entire time. Totally different. Okay. So we already know what Tess's rating's going to be. Okay. So, <laughs> so it starts off with a definition of witch. Just super simple. Yeah. And, but like just all the types of definitions. And it's kind of like there's like this glitchy artwork. The Jock is the guy who did all yeah. of the artwork. I don't know his last name. Just Jock. That's all we got. Um, and, uh, and, and, okay, so all of a sudden we're in, we're in the woods. There's people in trees. They don't have noses. (laughs) They're begging (laughs) to come out. And I'm like, at this point, I'm like, Dean, what are we reading? Uh, You know, you're already in it. Oh, totally. Yeah. You're like, whoa, whoa. 
Um, and so then this little kid comes up to the tree basically and she's like, son, help me. And he's like, no, we pledged your death. And then he like throws rocks at her. And then it like, and this is, this is from 1919. Then cut to black. I was like, yes. what? This is actually like, this is the scariest thing I've ever read in a comic book for sure. Oh yeah. And it might be one of the scariest things I've even seen, like in watching, in watching a horror movie, just because you have that slow setup of like a zoom into the tree hole. Yeah. And there's like an eyeball and you're like, how is someone in a tree? What is a person doing in a tree? Right. And then, right, they have no noses. It looks all weird. But Timmy, Timmy's there. He can help. He can save the day. <laughs> oh, Timmy's Timmy. your son? Great. Great. Awesome. We're saved. Yeah. And she says, somebody pledged me. He picks up a giant rock, smokes her in the face with it and says, pledged is pledged. I had to put the book down at that point. First time I was reading it. Timmy. I'm done. I, I can't do anymore. Timmy, what are you doing? <laughs> Timmy's a jerk. Yes. Yeah. There is no loyalty when it comes to pledging. So already no. we're like, what is this pledging stuff? Exactly. Yes. Pledging is very serious. Your nine-year-old son will hit you in the face with a rock if you've been pledged. Yeah. Hits you in the face with, with your already broken off nose. Cool. Yeah. Aw. Yeah. Aw. It's, it's, it's funny because some parts of this story, I don't even want to say out loud. They're so blah, blah, blah. Oh, um, yeah. Some parts I can't, uh, I, I can't get into. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to dive into some things y'all just gonna have to read it yeah. um and so then we jump to 2014 with the rooks family and then it gets happy sailor yeah. and her dad are chatting about imaginary creatures and all these things and they're having a good old time and i'm like this looks great they're, okay where are we going from here yeah i love i love this jump like to the the lightheartedness because um i love charlie you know he's like oh a fun dad you know yeah. he's like just having fun with his his daughter uh, uh sailor and mm -hmm. just like you know she's going off to new school and she's feeling nervous so he's playing a game with her i was like this is great great dynamic here uh, yeah. i don't have kids but i want to have kids and <laughs> if i have a daughter daughter you know i want to have this relationship it's a perfect relationship you know yeah. we're gonna figure out it's not but <laughs> of course that moment right sets it up as like okay these these people are perfect great yeah, and she talks about she has all this anxiety and she's worried about people finding out who she really is, which yeah. as a reader, we have no idea what that means yet, but it's setting sure. us up for like, <gasps> like, there's so you already got a bunch of questions and uh, and then cut to the mom. There's a, she has a mom in a wheelchair and, you know, and, and so we're like, OK, we're kind of getting the family dynamic here. Mm -hmm. Sailor goes to school um, and then she's in the bus on her way to school. And there's a person in the woods. I thought it was a gentleman, but we find out later it is a woman. Um, yeah. And she just goes, she just, through the window, she just says something like, you're like a pledge or something. Yeah, I think it's just pledged. Yeah. And like a question mark maybe at the end. It's just like pledged. Yeah, like, yeah it's, so, it's so creepy. It's like we're five pages, six pages in. And like you said, we have five or six questions by now. Yeah. Right? It's like, oh boy. Okay. We got to unravel this. I, that's what I'm And unravel is the perfect word, Dean. It's like, yeah. that's what he does. He sets it up for you. He's like, okay, we're going to, I'm going to spin this web super tight and then I'm going to unravel it slowly and at my pace that I want. It's kind of like he's teasing us. He's like, uh, you know. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And then when we get to it, we feel good, right? We feel like, okay, that's the thing I was worried about. Now I know about that. Okay. What's the next one? Exactly. And it's, yeah, it is kind of like, like he builds everything up and then he slowly peels them back for us until we get to like the root of the story. Yeah, uh, literally, because trees, right? Ooh, Am I yes, right? the root of the story. You are right, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Dean. Dean always catches my jokes. Thank you. Of course, of course. We've got the same wavelength going on here. We Always, man. Always. always. Yeah. I love it. Even you all the way up there in Canada. 
Um, okay, and so then, okay, I'm going to jump around just a little bit, and then I want you to fill this in for us. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, so there's a deer that comes into the house, and they think it's magic. And, and okay, I'm not quite, that, that comes back later. I think that one's kind of like a question. You're like, okay, there's a deer in the house, and they're kind of like chill with it. Yeah. And it's still like this happy story. But then we, we, we learn that the dad writes a kid's book about a magic fun house, which is funny because I'm like, is this kind of like a mirror for this world? Mm, very nice. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Good pickup for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Dean, my cheerleader. Yeah. Um, I love this. Uh, so then we cut to Sailor in class and she's talking to this girl and this girl's like, hey, did you kill that girl? And right. I was like, oh, he's doing it again, Snyder. He's back at it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What the heck? And so then we're going to cut to this uh, this bully story that's, I, I can't go into detail. It's really traumatic. Um, it this, is, yeah. Yeah. This girl, Annie in the woods, she's bullying Sailor. And then, Dean, can you tell us what happens next? What happens to Annie? Well, Annie gets uh, taken by some arms that are coming out of a tree. Out of a tree. Out, out of a tree. tree. Back to the trees. Back to the trees, Stay man. away from the woods, kids. <laughs> Stay away from the woods. If this book is saying anything, it is saying <laughs> keep out of the woods. That's not it. It's saying other things, but keep out of the woods. <laughs> don't. Don't go toward... Oh, yeah. Yes. Ugh. And so yeah, then that's I like, like... I, I like this setup. Yeah, I, I like... Um, this is kind of one of the layers he's peeling back, right? Like when that, um, that other girl in class asked Sailor, did you kill that girl? And that's like just the first thing she asks. So we know everybody knows about it there. Yeah. And now we're going to learn what happened. Um, yeah. And to go back to like the deer thing, I don't really get the deer thing. Okay. That one's either. always... Ma- Every time I read it, uh-huh. at first I thought the deer was just like puking something up. I've read this book probably like five times now and this last time i gave it a flip through this morning before Uh we got on this call the deer's tongue falls out okay that's what that is and i i don't know what's going on is that a bad omen like i have no clue (laughs) and they're kind of chill about it (laughs) they are kind of chill about it like they're just like uh later on you know um uh, Lucy's like, which, which is the mom. Lucy's like, oh, what should we do about that uh, the art room? And uh, yeah. Charlie's just like, uh, move, I guess. Like they're so <laughs> chill about like, I don't know. There's a dead, there's a deer in there. His like tongue fell off. It's kind of gross. It's like, how did that deer get in though? Yeah, and yeah, exactly. And it's funny because we slowly find out that this is the least of their problems. Uh, like, yes, yeah, maybe that's why they forget about it because <laughs> it's, it is the least of their problems. That is true. Yeah. So that's just issue one, man. We've yeah. got so many questions. And so then issue two, um, we we dive back into dad is still writing about this mirror world for his books. And then dad runs in. I keep calling him dad because he is dad. He's like a, like yeah. a super dad. For sure, yeah. He's dad. He's, he's daddy. He's dad. Daddy. <laughs> he's daddy. Um, and so all of a sudden, Sailor falls off the bed. So remember, this Annie part is actually really very, very terrifying, and it haunts yeah. her. It haunts her every day. People think she killed her. She can't convince herself that she didn't. She thinks it's her fault. She thinks she should have done something. And I don't want to talk about what Annie does. It's so it's it's worse than hazing. It's like or you know the epitome yeah. of. You know, it's it's like it's like your worst nightmare. You, you just wouldn't want whatever is happening there to ever happen to anybody. Um, mm-hmm. And and like you said with with Sailor, 
uh, she gets hit on the head before Annie gets taken. So right. everyone's sort of bringing up, well, you know, you were knocked out. We found you and you were knocked out. So maybe you're just making up this story of arms grabbing this girl. Um, so no one really knows what happens. Like mm-hmm. this Annie just disappeared after they had this altercation in, in the woods. So mm-hmm. I don't know, like what, what happened? Yeah, and that's a major, major plot point because that carries yeah. who Annie is, excuse me, who Sailor is throughout this entire book. So that's really important. Um, yeah. And so, okay, so Sailor falls off the bed. She's got this bleeding neck all of a sudden. Yeah. And they take her to the hospital. And the dad is like, maybe moving was a bad idea because they just moved to try to get out of town to try to help Sailor. Da da da. And then we get this flashback of, um, and we don't really know what the, the, the thing on her neck is yet. Uh, but before we really know what the diagnosis mm. is, which nobody actually knows, here's the story on top of story part. So Sailor is at school, and she's got this thing on her neck. It's like a lump now. Nobody really knows what it is, and she's trying to hide it. But when you're going swimming, you got to wear your swimsuit. you got to wear your cap. Right. And so she jumps into the pool. This is beautiful. It's just – it's a song. It's – all of a sudden, she's in the pool – And then it cuts to this flashback of all of her, like, previous injuries and the weird shit that's happened to this family. And that's why we say this deer tongue thing, literally the the least of their worries. Yeah. And it goes in and out. Yeah, go ahead, Dean. I was just going to say, yeah, this is a really cool part. I'm really glad you pointed it out because it, it just looks beautiful. And like you said, as she's going deeper and deeper into the water, we're getting deeper and deeper into her character. It's Ooh. just, it's so cool. Look at you. Yeah, yeah. that was a good That's why you had me on, right? Stuff like that. That's stuff like that. Yeah, I love yeah. it. You're like the best. <laughs> um, awesome. I'm so glad you're You make me feel so, so welcome here. You are. You <laughs> are. Um, okay, so then then the doctor says that this tissue, you want to tell us what this tissue is made up yeah. of, Dean? Uh, this tissue is made up of very, very old tissue, like before Sailor was even born, like old woman tissue. Oh my God. Doesn't make any sense. How Creep. could that be? Yes. And so she's got this lump on her neck. That's this old lady stuff. Yeah. And she, and then all of a sudden she, she decides to like, which is so creepy. I'm like hooked. I'm like, I, after a. I think I got chills after that. I still got chills just now. Um, she drives the bus to the woods, and mm, she's like, yeah. I got to find Annie. This There's this thing on my neck, and it's the old lady thing. And then we got, you know, she's just like, I mean, she's 13, too. Yeah. And she's going through all this stuff. She doesn't know what's happening. Her mom's not really on her side. Her dad is really the only one on her side. And we find out why that is later, which is terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so she drives the bus in the woods. And then here starts this this montage, this story. We were, gonna, we're like, whoa, where are you taking a Snyder. Um, she drives into the woods. Uncle Reggie, which I don't really know. Do you remember Uncle Reggie? He just kind of pops up. Do you remember so, that? So, yeah, yeah. Uncle Reggie is who um, Charlie's on the phone with at the beginning about his book. That's so right. So Uncle Reggie must be like the maybe the publisher of the book or the editor of the book. He's he's tied into the book somehow. And so he was visiting to read like the first draft of the next book. Okay. So he's not technically like a blood uncle. He's just like Uncle Reggie. Like Yeah, I think buddy. so. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. So Uncle Reggie shows up and he's like, Sailor, what are you doing? Everybody's looking for you. You, you stole a school bus. And she's like, I got to find Annie. She's in this wood. Like, I got to find her. Nobody believes me. My life is terrible. There's yeah. old lady thing on my neck. And um, and then here comes a montage. It's it's going into the woods, seeing these creepy as fuck, um, like witchy things. Not even I'm not talking witches on hats. Dean, do you want to describe what these these creatures look like? Oh man, death! I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's they're so yeah. scary. Yeah. So it's like, um, 
they're they're kind of humanoid but they don't really look human at all like exactly um, they that. they're very they kind of look like like maybe they are a creepy tree but they have like arms and legs and they have eyes on kind of like the side of their head maybe yeah. so that they can like look around that tree maybe so they can like peer mm. around and be kind of hidden i don't know they look gross they have these weird teeth and they have these long faces uh-huh. um they just yeah they're terrifying they don't look anything like you could imagine a witch would look like yeah and you know what i think the reason why it's so difficult to describe these things is because it kind of looks like a, a like a really like a professional artist did a professional scribble <laughs> like yeah totally you're cute. We can't even describe. It's like they're like you said, death, hell. Uh, uh, yeah, that, <laughs> that's a really good point, Tess. Because I, flipping through the book again, I'm trying to get like a good de- like description of what they are, and it's like it's almost like you're never looking right at them, even yeah. when it's a picture of them and just them. It's still kind of blurry. It's like you can't lay eyes on them. Just like you said in the woods, it's like that that thing in the woods that you didn't quite catch with your eye. And I think that's what he's going for. Ooh, we're get, we're getting deep here, man. We, we are we are unraveling this book. <laughs> we are getting through the layers right now. Teamwork, yes. man. Who? Hope Snyder's uh, listening. Hope you're listening, Snyder, because we're unra- <laughs> hope we're unraveling it correctly, man. Yeah. Oh man, uh, that's my goal, Dean. I'm gonna get him on here. I'm gonna have you on as well. We're gonna interview him one day. Oh my goodness, I wouldn't even be able to say anything. I would. Yes. I would just, I'd be like, Dean, oh, you're the best. I love you so much. You're the best. <laughs> that would be me in the corner. Uh huh. Uh huh. He's like, uh huh. Uh-huh, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. Uh huh. You're so smart. <laughs> I'm a Gryffindor. <laughs> yeah. What are you? <laughs> it's like Elf. You know. He's like. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> Snyder's coming. Yeah. <laughs> I know him. I know I him. I know him. I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> that's you. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Just picture oh that. Gosh. Elf um, and uh, Scott Snyder. Yeah. Yes. And Scott Snyder. Um, yeah. So then at the same time, the mom sees this creature that she hit in the road. And right. and it's the same weird creature that we're talking about, right? Yeah, and it's kind of like crawling along the the highway, kind of like it is injured or something. And I think yeah. that's just how it moves. Like it's so weird. It's so weird. Sometimes it's standing, sometimes it's crawling, and you guys, yeah. you guys are like Tess and Dean. Like I'm so lost, and like what the heck does it look like? Exactly. Like exactly. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> we don't know, okay? We don't know. So and we promise have... we read the book. We promise. We promise. We read it. <laughs> um, okay, and so, the, okay, listen, this is the second layer of story that's happening at the same time that Sailor has driven the bus into the woods. Mm-hmm. And then also, he goes ahead and lays on another story on us, and it's the dad, there's the, the lady from the woods that said, Pledge. Has right. broken into the house and has taken dad down and is like, you know, trying to explain to him. Do you want to explain this this uh, this altercation, essentially? Uh, yeah, sure. It's uh, it is a strange one because it happens in two parts. So sometimes right. it's a little difficult to attach the two parts because, like you said, we're building these layers and we keep jumping back in between them. Um, so at first, the the lady kind of gets on him, pins him down and says, like, you don't have a daughter, which is just sort of a little misdirect for us um, because mm-hmm. she's going to explain later um, that what's going to happen is these witches are going to take they're going to take Charlie's daughter, going to take Sailor and make him think that he doesn't have a daughter. Um, she kind of reveals that the whole town is corrupt and they're going to they're going to give your daughter to these witches. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're you need to know that this is going to happen and there's almost no way to fight back. And then she like sticks a needle in his stomach. Oh, 
gross. And yeah. he's like, bah! And then, and then he, she blows the dust in his face and just yes, again right. says, you don't have a daughter. Yeah. So to, so to him, it was, it was kind of, um, it didn't really make any sense. Like all the right. stuff she said didn't really make any sense. So to us, we know a little bit more about what's going on in the story. Kind of we know about these witches. Charlie doesn't. So he has no idea what she's talking about at this moment. Mm-hmm. And he's also panicking too because he's the only one that's trying to like help his daughter not have all this anxiety and just help her get through life. His his He yeah. kind of reminds me, I was going to say Hopper from Stranger Things, but that's not true. He's just kind of like a protective dad, but also very confused about what he's doing with his own life. Yeah, that is that is true. It is a little he's a little hoppery. He's okay. For sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he's just like almost a little he's got less of an edge, you know, he's a little nicer. Yes. Maybe. But yes. but he's definitely it's that kind of energy where it's like I need to protect her. Um if anything's going wrong, if any if she's going down like the wrong path at all, I need to step in and make sure she's okay. Exactly. Exactly. And so then she blows the dust in his face, cuts yeah. it black. And yep. let me just say, the 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 front part of each of these issues is terrifying even then. Like For this sure. art yeah. is eerie. It just throughout it's eerie and then you start each issue and it's like like another one. I can't even put it into words, Dean. It's like... Yeah, yeah. We should maybe talk about the art just for a second because... Yeah, please. Jock is... I've I've read a lot of comics that Jock's done the art on, and this to me is a little bit different than those. He's a little looser in this. Like I, I mm. like his faces are allowed to like emote a little bit more and kind of not look exactly um, proportional. You know, he kind of lets it flow a bit, and yes. I think it really works with uh, um, all the expressions, all the facial expressions, and like the different moods that they're feeling. And then you have like this uh, watercolor splotchy paint all Mm -hmm. over pages when things are getting creepy. And I think that's so unique and adds such a interesting texture to each page. It looks, it looks so cool. It looks so cool. And in those pages, sometimes there's no definitive lines. You don't know where the art begins and where it ends, but you know that like, this is, this is going to get real scary. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think it gets like paintier when it gets scarier. You know, like when it's daytime stuff, that paint's kind of, it's still there, but it's kind of pulled back. But then as soon as we're getting into like dark, and scary panels there's just like these splotches of paint and i think that's why it's hard to see too you're kind of like trying to look around the paint and see through it oh man i love this i I love this book tess i love this book do you i couldn't yet yeah yes oh no now i know thank you so much for saying that i mean i wasn't sure you won't be able to guess my rating you won't you won't oh no i'm keeping it keeping it until yeah mm-hmm. keep keep it hold it close Dean. to the close, close to the vest close to the vest yeah. um so we're gonna jump right into issue three here and i i you, you know you you've listened to ocd i don't really we don't really like break down the issues but this one i feel like it's justified because like each one is just so dang different and gets us so much closer to answering our questions and then not <laughs> yeah totally yeah you Tess, you do whatever you want to do with this one <laughs> You want to go issue by issue, that's great. You want to throw that aside and you want to just talk about themes and stuff, that's great too. You want to do both, let's do that. Let's do that. And then let's also do your Pardamore quiz real quick. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. We should do it at the end. Let's do that at the end. Oh my God, that'd be so fun. Oh my God, we're totally doing that, Dean. All right, stay tuned, kids. We're going to find out what Dean is here live on air. Okay, so, all right. So now we jump into issue three and it's a flashback. Dad is in the playground tunnel. He's, He's playing with his kids. He's being silly he's being that cool dad from the beginning that dean and i just fell in love with and then we cut to they're in the woods looking for sailor Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like this back and forth story and it's funny because 
Sometimes when you cut to a flashback in a comic book, you have to change the colors. You have to be like, here's the year. You have to make it very obvious that this is the kid when they're younger. But the way he does it, the way this storytelling unfolds and the way this art unfolds, you don't even question where you're at in the timeline. I don't know how he does it. I don't know either. It's actually kind of weird because I was thinking that too when I was reading it. I was like, how do I know where they are? He hasn't indicated at all on this page when it is, but I know exactly when it is. I wonder if it's like how he's writing how they're talking because they've kind of matured in the comic. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, yeah, I I was thinking about that. I was flipping through. I was like, how do I know? How do I know what time it is? I know what time it is, but how do I know that? (laughs) Exactly. It's like, exactly. Like, how do you know? It's the, that's the whole thing. It's like, he's tricking you, but he's not. He's taking you exactly where he wants to put you. He's like teasing the whole time. I don't know. It's great. Yeah, it's a magic trick. He's got magic tricks going on. There it is. He's a magician. He's a comic Ah, magician. Official. You heard that. That was the the like now the the now you know. What is that one thing? Oh, the more you know. The more you know. Yeah, he's a magician. Scott Snyder. I went for it, Dean. I went for it. You did. You you hit it out of the park. Thank you so much. As always. You're the best. Stop it. Okay. So, all right. We're in the woods. We're looking for Sailor. And this is when we meet another person in town. It is the officer. Uh, Just not the officer, but one of the officers. And he becomes Mm -hmm. becomes the officer. He becomes the officer, yeah. Yeah, he's the officer. So, now he's Mr. Rooks. Dad. Charlie Dad. Charlie Rooks. Okay, and so Mr. Rooks uh, is trying to tell the officer about the woman who broke into his house. Uh, she put like imagine how this sounds. She put dust in my face. She said this crowd is yeah. this town is corrupt and it's blah, 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 blah. and they're like, didn't your like didn't sailor like kill a girl? Like you know he's just yeah. like what you know? And he he got knocked on the head too. So his head's like bleeding while he's telling everyone this, and they're like, okay, yeah, that's great. Um, you kind of yeah, sh- got hit on the head though. Maybe she just go home. Yeah, sure, sure, buddy, sure, whatever you yeah. say. And yeah. then, and then, as this is happening, we're still getting a flashback. Stay with me, folks. A flashback of the kids in the tunnel, as well as a flashback of when yeah. the lady was on top of the dad, and yeah. he and she reveals another piece of evidence to this story. Uh, not evidence, another clue, I should yeah. say. Um, that sailor is a pledge, and the thing on her neck is a homing device for this right. for the witches, and there's no way out. Right. Oh, boy. I'm out of breath, man. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You should be. That's so many layers upon layers. And like we said before, you always know what you're looking at somehow, even though they're all the same characters in every single spot of that. Yeah, he has a a good way of like bookmarking places and then coming back to that bookmark and taking you right there. Like, you know, Um, what is your formula, sir? It's magic. Uh, so then dad is like, F this, I'm just going to go find her. And then he hears help from a tree. Do you remember that part? Yeah, I do remember help from a tree. Yeah. And it's the second time we're seeing a person in a tree. Yep. Yep. And it's, uh, it's, it's Reggie, right? Or Reg? It's Reg. Because I think that's the last time we see him. Remember? Because he went, he went (gasps) off into the woods to look for Sailor and I think that's the last time in the comic we see Reg is in that tree. I did not even pick up on that. Yeah. Wow. I it's just Uncle... picked up on this last flip through. Dang. And you read it like four times, you said. At least five. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to have to read it again. My God. You will have to read it again. I will. It's great. It I'm is... going to read it again. You should. Yeah. Um, and so he tries to start to save him. And then the officer is like, look. The best thing you can do is go home. 
and then we just kind of cut to home. And there's also this page where we see Sailor's diary entry, and it's very kind of glitchy, like the the witchy the witch definition in the beginning, you know? Right. Oh, good one. Is you know what I mean? It's like they're like yeah. the the letters don't totally line up. And yes, definitely. It looks yeah. yeah, it looks all all yeah. It's like hard to read because it's yeah, it's all glitching out. The page is all glitching out or something. Right, and I feel like yeah. at this point, us as readers, we know more facts than sailor does but Mm. everything that she sees is in her diary which we now know to all be real and true based on what we know as like a reader yeah and to the parents it is just like the ramblings of you know someone going crazy someone who like can't handle the pressures that are put on them and they're just writing things down on on a page and yeah it's it knowing more than the characters in that moment just makes your heart go out to sailor right you're like no 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 she knows what's going on she's telling the truth somebody believe her yeah don't you hate that in the movies when they're like dad dad but the aliens are gonna crash and they're like whatever kid you're dumb you don't know shit you know yeah and you're like just fucking listen the kid knows what's up (laughs) the kid knows terrible parents yeah i told my (laughs) husband i was like if our kid tells us there's a monster in the closet like we have to go check it out. Like, yeah, and we can't make totally. them feel silly. Like, <laughs> no, that's that's totally true. I was actually thinking about that yesterday. This is gonna be a little bit of a tangent. Oh please! I was, I was thinking about that yesterday. I was watching Doctor Sleep, and Ooh. there was a moment in Doctor Sleep where um, the main character, who was played by Ewan McGregor, um, mm-hmm. goes to one of his friends who he's he's kind of recently met. So they're not like they don't have a long history, but he goes to one of his friends and he says, "You know, like my heart. You know, I'm a stand-up guy." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah I know." And he's like, "Okay." I'm going to need you to try and believe what I'm saying right now. Ooh. And it just like, it was this moment for me where I was like, oh man, like if someone just came up to me and just said like, we're friends, right? I need you to believe, try your hardest to believe what I'm saying. And then just told yeah. you this like wild story, right? I kind of want to be in that moment and be that other person to be like, yes, you know what? I believe you and yeah. let's go take care of that. Yes. I've seen enough movies where the best friend doesn't fucking believe them. Yes. And I'm not going to be that friend. <laughs> yes, I know you. I know your heart. I know you are telling me the truth right now. Like, let's take care of business. Let's do it. Exactly. I've been waiting my whole life for this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for someone to say, I need you to believe me because it's going to sound wild. I need someone to say that to me. You get out a notepad and, a notepad and you like click your pen. You're like, go. What's, what yeah, is yeah, exactly. Go. I got this. <laughs> I got this. I've been preparing for this. I've been preparing for this. Yeah. But, but what dad here has has not been preparing for is what no. he's about to encounter he True. at this point so remember he um that lady stabbed him in the stomach or chest with a needle yeah uh, and now it has taken some sort of form on his stomach and it says here h-e-r-e and that's it right here. yes very cool and at that point he's like where would I even find, like, where would I go to look for Sailor? Or where would I go to look for um, this woman? This woman must know where she is. How, where could I find her? And then he looks down on his stomach and it says here. Here. Creepy. And, so creepy. And then cut to black. Like, mm-hmm. ba He does that. At the end of everything, something you're like, oh, well, I have to keep reading. Like, Yeah, you just want to read more. Yeah, so many questions. Yeah. And so then we jump into the next issue. And now we see Sailor again. We've, we've, we've seen Uncle Reggie. We know what happened to him. And I just thank you for revealing that. I totally didn't yeah. see that. Um, he's and, dead. And he, he's D-E-D. Yeah. And then 
Yeah, and then, so then Sailor is kind of like, it's like this Alice in Wonderland moment, and she's falling down, down, down this hole, and right. she, files in, she falls into a pile of clothes, and I assume she's at the bottom of the tree? I think so, yeah. Okay, bottom of the tree. And then we cut to another layer of story, which is the Here Coast. E-H-E-R-E, right. Coast. Yeah, an actual place. And so he's taking that, that here on his stomach to be very literal. Yes, he went and grabbed a map and he saw that there was a place close by that's called here, here coast. So that's where he's going to go. That's where he's going to go. And he goes there. And who does he see again? His BFF, the weird, creepy lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're kind of, they are kind of becoming BFFs at this moment, you know? It's like, oh, funny to see you here. <laughs> it, here, huh? <laughs> oh, didn't even oh. mean it. Well, it's funny because, like, he's, at this point, the best relationship he has is with this old creepy lady. (laughs) Yeah, it's true because he thinks something's going on right now and nobody believes him. No Mm -hmm. one. Like, his wife doesn't even believe him. Like, they're just like, yeah, okay. Like, it's it's not that, though. It's our teenagers acting out and that's what's happening. She ran away and she's hiding on us because we moved to a new place and she can't handle the stresses. But... He knows something's up. He knows that's not her. She's not going to do that. So, yeah, you know what? This woman is his BFF right now because she has the answers and he's going to get them. Yeah, and everything she's saying, he's like, he'll find out like, oh, shit, she was kind of right. Oh, shit, she was kind of right. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And so then then it gets even creepier. It gets a little dark. I mean, it gets a little dark. It's all dark. Um, (laughs) And and then on top of this story, so sailors falling down like Alice in Wonderland. The here coast, uh, the lady BFF relationship is still happening. And then we go to this flashback of drinking dad. Dear yeah. old dad when he was not the greatest dad like he is now. Do you want to explain yeah. this scene? This is sure, crazy. Sure, yeah. This is, uh, this, for me, it's a crucial part of the book. It's, uh, it's where all the heart is really in the book. Um, but uh, dad... Dad had also struggled with anxiety, he mentions as a kid, and so he worries for Sailor. He worries how she's going to turn out. He thinks that she has it off a little bit worse than he had it, and he's, you know, always worrying. And then his wife uh, says that she is pregnant, so they're going to have another kid, and he he doesn't take this very well because now he doesn't know how he could how he could be worried about another human being. He's already worried so much about one. Mm-hmm. So he, he goes to he goes to the bottle, he drinks a bit, he drinks a lot. He climbs up a Ferris wheel and he's just sitting in, in like an abandoned amusement park. He's just yeah. sitting in a Ferris wheel cart. And um, Sailor comes by because she's looking for him because, you know, dad's not there. She finds him and she says, you know, come down, come down from there. And... He is kind of long gone at this point. He's been drinking up there and he says, you know what? We used to come here all the time, carve our names in here. Like, uh, you could do it. You know what? You could climb up here too. You could come here. You you don't have to be afraid of things. Mm-hmm. And he's just trying to, he's trying to work out the, the issues he sees in his daughter, right? And he's in his mind, if she can climb to the top of that Ferris wheel, she'll never be afraid again. Like mm-hmm. just a dumb thought for him to have, but that's what he's gotten. So he so pushes dumb. her. And he pushes her to climb that Ferris wheel. She doesn't want to. She's crying. She's saying, I can't fucking do it. Like, she's a Mm 13-year-old kid or maybe even younger. And she's like, she's just letting the language go because she's like, she's that afraid. And he's, it's hard to even get through. It's hard. It's hard. He's yelling at her to do it. He's like screaming Bullying her into doing it. Bullying her into doing it. Great word. He's bullying her into doing it. He throws his bottle at her to keep her climbing. And Mm -hmm. so at that point, she says, fuck you, dad. I'm going to the top. She goes to the top. She falls. Mm-hmm. 
and he mm-hmm. catches her. Oh, thank God. Thank Jeez. God. But I believe this is the last time he walks away from his family like that, and he yeah. isolates himself from his family. And why I like it so much is because early on in the comic, we see a Ferris wheel tattooed on his arm. Yes, and yes, he, Dean, yes. He yes. writes a book about an amusement park. So I just thought it was like his geeky way of like, my first book, my first book's on my arm. I uh-huh. thought that's what it was. Then you get to this part and you're like, oh no, this is a memory tattoo. This is never fucking leave your family again tattoo. Mm-hmm. And it meant so much. Like that hit me so hard. Um, it, yeah, great. this is a great, it's a heartbreaking part of the comic, but it's so, it digs into what the issues of the comic are. It reveals the comic to me, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is like the, the, what it's like to be afraid to be a parent or what it's like to be selfish as a parent. Those kind of unravels those things for me. Yeah. And this whole scene, like the Ferris wheel thing, I'm so glad you brought that up because you, okay. So at the beginning, I just kept his Ferris wheel. He just always had that Ferris wheel tattoo and on, on his cutoff shirt. And I even wrote, what's up with the Ferris wheel? Totally. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, he's just a nerd. He just put like his first book on his arm. You know, it's like, oh yeah, like I'm a, I'm an author. Here's my, here's my uh, kid's story about an amusement park. Yeah. And like, as we were talking about earlier, like the art is so splotchy and sometimes undefinitive, but definitive. Yeah. But this Ferris wheel was so clearly a Ferris wheel. I was like, huh. Very good point. Yeah. Is this a clue for something? Very, and- yeah. Very good point. Yeah. And it's so subtly left in so many panels yes. where you see it and you're like, oh, okay, he's got this tattoo. But yeah, it's very clear. You know exactly what that is. Mm-hmm. That I, you know, yeah, it was like, oh, I get it. So yeah, great way to say it. It's the heart and you understand why he loves Sailor so fucking much. Totally. Like, he is at that point because he's worried about her. He deals with it in, like, completely the wrong way, like, the the, uh, very bad way, just Mm -hmm. trying to push her out of it. Um, But you can see, you can almost see what that would be like um, to be him. And because Mm -hmm. they set us, they set us up that he's such a good dad at the beginning, that you can feel that. You can feel that it's, like, he just wants it to be better for her he wants her life to be good but he gets to a point where he drinks and then oh let's push you like if you just climb his first wheel and then you'll be cured yeah and she carries all this trauma with her and he also carries the guilt of instilling that trauma within her as well for sure yes yes that and that's why he's that's why i think he always has to be there now like he knows he's like i am always going to be there for i am never going to let her down ever again because he's got to carry that with him every day yeah. And this is quite literally for the whole book. It's the top of the Ferris wheel moment. Yeah. And then we just start going, it just, everything just starts oh, spinning and going down from here. Right. Yes. Good one. Yeah. It's, um, and so we're, you know, we're doing that layered story thing again. We got the three stories happening and then the old lady, uh, that storyline, she actually hangs herself, um, after she yeah. explains what's going on, tells him about like the, the witch's pledges with a little more detail. There's a point where he's not really listening to her and he's, he's panicking she shoots him in the ear she's like shut up (laughs) yeah she's like listen to me i'm gonna tell you what you want to (laughs) hear but now you can only hear it out of one ear oh my god i was just gonna say that oh my god that's so funny zing Uh, same wavelength dean me and Uh, you totally Totally. yeah that's that part though is like she says a lot she says Mm -hmm. a lot in that part um Again, there's just things I picked up this time I never picked up before, what she's talking about. Um, but she's really breaking down that this is something that goes through this entire town. This entire town is behind this. Yeah. And 
these witches, we kind of, now we understand what the witches are, I think, in this moment, because she explains that if you give them something, if you give them someone, mm-hmm. they will do anything for you. They have magical powers that they can grant you anything. Long life, the, the person you love, they'll make that person fall in love with you. You know, they have just like whatever power that you want, whatever request you have, you just have to sacrifice somebody. So this is like where you're digging into like the selfish nature of humans, right? Yeah. Where it's this is the extreme, but you can still see this happening to everybody, right? We do th- so many things that are just for our selfish nature, right? Like just just because we're selfish and we want it to work out for us, right? Exactly, and you know, and and yeah, exactly. And it's like this moment. I was also gonna say that the old lady, we don't really know anything else about her outside yeah. of her own experience and knowledge of this, but we don't need it. Yeah. Oh, very true. Yeah. And and like it. It, it, it is clear from what she's saying that's been going on for a long time. Yes. You know, like that, that this is, it's not just a new thing. It's been, it's been happening for a long time. She mentions that she got taken when she was young. Yes. And mm-hmm. the witches ate her legs. But then oh, that's she escaped. Right. Yeah, but then she escaped. So she has actually been in a situation um, like Sailor is probably near to. Mm-hmm. Um, so she just wants, yeah, she's just helping this dad along, but also telling him like, well, watch out. It, it's everybody. Yeah, yeah. And so then that's kind of the end of that little story. And then yeah. and then we see, so the Ferris wheel, check, we're done. The old lady, check, she's gone. And then we have um, Sailor, and she's trying to get up, like shimmy up the tree with her body because she's like, these pile of clothes, these are all the people. It's this huge pile. These are probably all the pledges yeah. from before. They don't need their clothes anymore because they're these weird creatures now. They basically become witches, essentially. It's like... It's like a vampire initiation. You're a vampire forever, and you can never. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. think, right? Yeah, and or or they get eaten. Like I think it's it might that's be a little right. bit that's of both. Right. Yeah, but I I think you might be right that they can turn because there's a point where there's like some of them are growing in the in the tree roots. So I yeah. wonder if that's like turning or not. I don't yeah. know. I th- I wonder if he was going to get into it later on. Um, this is like the only volume we have, but I know he had planned on others. So I don't know mm-hmm. if he's would get into that. But yeah, I think they cook some of the children. Um, but they do just mention cooking the children. So maybe they turn some of the adults. Okay. I don't know. Huh? It's and it's, and and, you know, we're having all these questions here and this, the purpose of this uh, review is not to be like, this is the definitive reason why it's to like ask all these questions. And if you guys have read it, please comment on the the post. I want to know what your interpretation is because there's like, there could be a thousand interpretations of this book. Definitely. Yeah. And even the themes that we're like trying to unravel, there can be interpretations of that too, because that's, I think that's what horror is. Like, I think horror is, uh, they're, they're putting in a book or on screen, a reflection of what you are actually afraid of, right? Like, so it's real things, but then kind of just like to the max, you know, broadened out. Um, and if you can pick out what it is that you're afraid of in that story, I think that's where you can get that connection to like what the themes, what the themes exactly are. Exactly, exactly, Dean. And then we end this this issue with another like, <gasps> and the mom is sitting in the wheelchair. She turns to the dad because he comes home flipping out, trying to explain for the thousandth time what he saw, but he's she's still mm-hmm. not listening. And she goes, "But tell me one more thing. Who's Sailor?" Oh, Cut to black. Oh, Blah, come on. Right? Want to rip that page out? Yes. What do you mean, who's Sailor? You don't what know do you, Sailor. You know she's your daughter. Your daughter, you birthed her. Like what? You, you birthed her. Come you on. Pushed, you came out of your you body. You can't forget that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell me you forgot that. Yeah. I was 
that a blip in your memory? <laughs> yeah, talking about not believing people in this book. I don't believe you. Yes. And we're going to, and then, and then Snyder's mm -hmm. like, you guys ready? Are you ready? And then, here we go. Next issue. Uh, they're at the hospital. The dad is like, ballistic at this point he's like this shit is real where is my daughter you guys are crazy don't tell me that i'm crazy because i know yeah. you're hiding shit and he holds the cop at gunpoint makes the cop take him into the woods and the off and then um the officer starts explaining some things the officer be kind of becomes like a narrator for us he's explaining what's happening yeah very he's true like, yeah there's ginger yeah there's ginger on the tree to make this portal and He's just saying all these crazy things. Do you want to do you want to explain this part? Um, yeah, it's it, he's just doing like all the big exposition dump that we need at yeah. this point. Um, yeah. So it's cool that it's from like him. It's from someone who's being um, sort of held at gunpoint and he's not afraid at all. So he's mm -hmm. telling Charlie everything he needs to be able to succeed against the witches. But he's not afraid to tell him that. Um, so he's very he's like very confident in that these witches are going to uh, they're going to win. Right. And that Charlie has no chance in this situation. Exactly. He's he's yeah. Good luck, buddy. And then he shoots the officer. Um, and but right before this, I should say he introduces this thing called like um, stick stick rub. I wrote down stink. stick. I think it's stink. 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 Yeah. I wrote down stick. I'm like, it is not stick. Stink rub. And you yeah. have to put, because the, the witches can smell you. And he's like, all right, if you're going to go into the fire, I might as well put some fire deterrent, deterrent on. What is it called? Fire. Deterrent? Deterrent. Thank you. I'm like, yeah. detergent. Uh, basically, not. That, that was super metaphorical. Didn't land. But, uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So he has to put it, he says, put it on your mouth and put it on your butthole. So, because they can, they can smell right everything that comes right. out of you so he's like okay and he does he does all that he puts it oh. all over Tess, that's interesting because that reminds me of when they were putting <laughs> the dynamite in the creatures at the beginning they were doing like their uh their mythological killing of creatures like charlie and sailor and uh, oh, they yeah. talked about putting dynamite <gasps> in the griffins um mouths and buttholes great pull dean dude nice. and that's what happens when you read this book four times you remember yeah. that <laughs> exactly yeah and they say like mouths and buttholes a couple times and you're like what are you talking about <laughs> it kind of sticks out that's to where you like stick could, the dynamite yeah could you stop saying butthole god yeah <laughs> <laughs> awesome so that's where he puts the stink on the mouth and the butthole yep and it works and he and um and so he shoots the officer because the officer is actually getting really like it's the words coming out of his mouth are just disgusting what he's going to do to yeah. her, like all those things. and um, Yeah, so, so I anyway, like the moment where he gets shot. Yeah, so he gets shot, and then he comes back alive as a fucking zombie, kind Ugh. of. I'm like, why are you still yeah. alive? Go, Just go die. Um, and so then he... Then we're, okay, then we go to this point and we're all just like, you know, we're, we're with the dad. We're like, go dad, go get him. Go get, go get your girl. And he goes yeah. in and he's got the stink rub on and he's like discovering this hole in this tree. And, um, he's going through like caverns and he's seeing like all these things and he's like sailor and he eventually finds her and she's frightened, but also very brave at the same time. And they're just happy to find each other. He's like, we got to get the F out of here, chick. Let's go. Then they turn and they see this cavern where it's these big, tall, probably the way they describe them, like 10 foot tall witches, yeah. you know, they're huge and they're coming out of the cavern and they start to kind of smell them just a little bit. And 
they start, then the chase happens, and yeah. they're trying to get out of the tree, and as a reader, you're, like, flipping through, like, oh, God, do they totally, get out? Totally, and it's so dark. Like, the pages are so dark, yeah. but they have, like, flares that are lit or matches that are lit, and it's just lighting up a little small area, but you can kind of see, like, the witches are chasing them, and in the background... Oh, it is it is actually really scary. I, I like this. Uh, I think it's very effective. These last chase pages not really being able to see a lot down there. Yes, yes, exactly. And you're even yeah, it's like, what are you and we're still like, what are we seeing as the reader? Like, it's still yeah. undefinitive. But like, we're like, their words are the only thing. They're the only flashlight that we have is their yeah. words. We're like, what are you guys saying? Like, what are you know, they're trying to describe and you're like, Oh, crap, that sounds fucking terrifying. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah. And I, I like, um, I like Charlie is like the rock in this. Like, he's really, yeah. <laughs> he's really brave here. You know, like he's, mm-hmm. he, he just totally buys into all this like bag of stuff that this woman gave him like to to fight off the witches right so he's yeah. he was like at first he was he wasn't sure about it but he was he wanted to believe it but then by the time he gets into that pit he's just like lights a flare and he's like don't worry sailor they're not gonna get us because this flare is magical and like yes. they won't come close as long as it's lit and i was like yes he's just like totally embracing it yeah whether he like, believes it or not just like his confidence in it is gonna make sailor be like okay cool yeah let's 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 go let's get out of here exactly what else does he have like is he just gonna like yeah you know yeah you just gotta go with it it's like i've he's seen some shit he might as well believe what the crazy lady said totally yeah if it's all you got fake it you know just like go for it yeah yeah don't go into the woods kids just wanted to flash that again we just want to say do not go into the woods we don't endorse going into the woods very but don't definitely don't go into a tree trunk right ever that's where the shit goes down yeah, uh, you know, no, don't do that. No. Exactly. Don't do not do it. If, if a tree is calling for help, you run. <laughs> yeah, yes. And also, if there's someone in a tree calling out. Yeah. We just want to remind you that pledged is pledged. Yes, pledged. <laughs> so, so grab a rock and yeah. get the job done. <laughs> do what little Timmy did. <laughs> yeah. Just no matter who it is, you know, you just let it happen. Unless your dad here, unless your dad yes. and it's your girl. Exactly. Um, so we are, we've already bled into issue issue six because there is just no break. It's just kind of like the chase just keeps happening, and you're you're you know you're like oh crap we're at the end of the book already we're getting there. Yeah, that's but, actually interesting how you said the peak um, of the Ferris wheel is that Ferris wheel part because after that yeah. it all blurs together for me. I don't know the I don't know any of the issue breaks. It just kind of starts to flow down until we get to the bottom. That's really good. Uh, I like that metaphor you had there. Thank you, thank you. AP yeah. lit. Thank you. Do you know what AP nice. means? Do you, know, uh, do you guys have AP lit? We have AP as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure. Sometimes I say things, and people from Canada, especially, uh, meaning you guys, uh, you're like, "Wait, what?" And I'm like, "Oh crap!" And but you guys say stuff too, and I'm like, "Wait, what?" So it's all good. Okay, I'll let you know if I have a wait what moment. Yes, yes. Emily did too. She's in the UK. We had a whole three musketeers and twirl moment. I was like, "Oh what? yes, yes." I listened to that. That was great. Yeah, Great so moment. long ago, months ago, right? Oh, yes, months ago, right. I forgot months. that it was months ago. Months ago, so long Great ago. Great episode, though. Thank you, thank you, yeah. thank you. It's so memorable. That's why you remembered it. Yes, exactly. I've just been listening to it over and over and over since it <sighs> came out, yeah. So I listened to it a week ago, but that was, you know, that that was like my 58th time listening to it. Right. No, I right, appreciate yeah. I appreciate yeah. your support, man. You've... you've... Yeah. You really support OCD. Like, I just love it. You're like, hey, I but just... seriously, seriously, though, I love OCD. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. It is actually like a dream come true to be on the show. I'm super happy. Oh, my 
god, Dean, that means so much. Thank you, really. Yeah, yeah I, appreciate I love it. it. Love the show. I lo- oh my god, oh my god, uh, I love it. Um, okay, so all right, so you guys are like, get back to it. Okay. Yeah. Do I tangent you enough? <laughs> do you feel the frustrations of my brother Tim now? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's not frustrations. It's good. It's good. It's okay, I, I think cool. it's fun. You got to add in those little personality moments, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Okay, so um, I'm telling you, you're a Gryffindor. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. Stay tuned. Can't um, wait. Can't wait. So dad is with the daughter. They come out of the tree, and this is the part where we realize what we've always known. But dad and sailor, it's all revealed that the town has known who Sailor is, that she's mm-hmm. a pledge, all these things. They're standing outside, and it's that girl, that that girl from class that was like, didn't you kill that other girl? She's standing out there, too. She's like, see, I told you everybody knows who you are, Sailor. And she's like, fuck. Um, and so it's like every this... character you've ever met is out there, right? It, it, like every yes. character you've seen in the book is just standing out there, and you're like, oh, okay, cool. It's all of you. It's a, oh, oh, it's all, all you guys. Exactly. Yeah. And then um, at this point, so the mom is in a wheelchair, and then what does she do, Dane? What does the mom do? Well, she does two things. Tell First, me. she hits her daughter in the back of the head that go- sends her falling down into the basement down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Then, then she gets up from her wheelchair. What? 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 Then we realize what? that she's... Yeah, yeah, excuse me. <laughs> Say it one more time. Oh. What? What? Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. And I was, I think I said that out loud and, and over and over and I had to read it. I was like, wait, blah, 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 back up. So this is when we realize that she has mm-hmm. traded her daughter's soul, mm-hmm. pledged her daughter for her own sake so yep. that her wish is to be better. And she's trying to convince good old dad, who is the rock, yep. um, that he, uh, you know, we could start over. We don't need this trouble kid. You know, she's so hard to take care of. Let's start over. Let's get a new town. I can walk now. We're great. And the dad, like, not for a moment do you believe him when he starts kind of, like, acting like he's trying to, like, oh, yeah. he, he starts acting. He's like, oh, you know, he doesn't really say anything. He's just listening, and he's not denying anything. But you know in your heart that he is on Sailor's side, and he's just tricking the mom to get her distracted. For sure, yeah, and I I really like this um, this mom trying to like appeal to to dad to Charlie, yeah, um, because it, like obviously this is a situation that we would never find ourselves in, um, and right. it's horrible, right? Like this is the most horrible thing um, for this mom to do, mm-hmm. but the way she talks and the way she's explaining it to Charlie, I like. I, I, it's that mirror thing. I look in the mirror and I'm like, if I ever did something selfish and I was trying, and it maybe hurt someone else and I was trying to like convince myself that it was the right thing to do, it would sound like this. It's like, ew, like, yeah. why did I do that? Why did I hurt that person? And then why am I trying to justify it? You know, yeah. you're like, well, I had to do that because uh, it, it's better for our family. It's better for all of us together that I did that. And it's like, ooh, ooh I don't ooh. like it. Get it off my skin. <laughs> I know. If you can't really like, if you find yourself trying to find a thousand words to to say what you know is ultimately not the right thing yes. to say, like this is that moment. 
Yes, that is it, Tess. Yeah, she just keeps going on and on with more and more reasons. And you're like, yep, when you have to come up with another reason, it's because it's the wrong thing and you know it. You know it is. Yeah, tell me how sacrificing your daughter for your own sake. I would, I mean, knock on wood, I would never do that. Like, even if I could be a marathon runner, even if I could never skate again, knock on wood, like, my kids, my family comes first. Like, you're a fucked up mom. For sure. For sure. And again, though, I think this is where the book is able to use horror to kind of tap into our fears. So I don't I don't have kids. I want to have kids, you know, someday, hopefully someday soon. And I'm afraid of sort of giving up that selfishness that my life has been. Everything's just been for me so far. So it's it's like now it's going to be all for that that kid and that's a new that's a new thing that's that's a new kind of happiness but what if i can't let go of my selfishness like that's my worry that's my worry about having kids you know like what if i just stay selfish i would be a horrible parent and i don't think i'm going to but it's a worry it's a fear i have you know so when i read this i'm like yeah that's that's horrible i'm not going to do that but i hope i hope i'm not that selfish parent who's doing everything for themselves Right, but it's like a back of your brain kind of fear, yes. you know. Yes. You know yourself better than anyone. You know you wouldn't really do that, but like it's it's there, you know. It it's just there, yeah. Floats. And it's it's those fears that kind of creep in, those ones that don't really make any sense that can kind of control us, right? And mm-hmm. you try to tell your like you can tell yourself, oh, you know, that's that's a dumb idea. That doesn't always make it go away, though. Even though it is a dumb idea, like you're not going to be like that, but still, it creeps in there and it starts to like get into your every thought. And I find when I read it in horror or I watch it in horror, it's like kind of lets me release. I don't know if it's like the yeah, I, can I don't know see if it's that. the fear I'm having while I'm trying to like, like pull back the layers of the horror movie and figure out what's going on deep down. As I'm experiencing that with the fear, I think, and at the same time, I'm also releasing my tension of, you know, like my tension of oh, I'm afraid of being a bad parent. I, I kind of let it go after I read the book. It's like and horror I feel is kind of like therapy then. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Ooh, you heard it here, folks. I never thought of it that way, Dean. That's a really good way to put it. That's a really yeah, good and way it's to put it. it's not it's not like my a thought that's come from like just my brain. Like I've I've kind of brought that together with um. So there's some essays in the back by Scott Snyder. He says that when he struggles with you know anxiety, he watches a horror movie. Mm-hmm. And then I also had a conversation with a good friend of mine, um, Patrick, who's been on Talking Back. He was on an episode. We actually had the conversation on the episode about horror providing this like safe space to experience emotions that you are a little bit afraid to tap into. Um, and yeah, so I, I, I kind of with reading this, talking to him, and then my own experiences about how I feel after a horror movie I think it makes sense I think it adds up for me that it's I'm letting it all out during that movie and I like because I get really scared I get scared of movies so but I still like watching them so I get really into it I get really afraid and then when it's over I feel sort of like a release of maybe the old like the things I was worrying about before yeah maybe it distracts my brain maybe it's well, something like that I think you see it and you're like no wait that's ridiculous like, yeah I, that's it I think yeah and yeah. even if it's like if it's your good character, if it's Charlie doing something, then you're like, okay, he turns out okay in the end, so I'll turn out okay. And then when you see Lucy, the mom, you're like, well, I would never go that far. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think you're right. I think it's seeing it allows you to sort of let go of your dumb thoughts that you had in your brain. That's a, that's that's actually 
that blew my mind just now because I have found that I love horror. I don't love all the like gory horror and the murder torture horror. Yes, I just like exactly. the yeah, like the spooky weird ones and and I think you're right. I was like, why are we fucked in the head? Like, yeah. why does everybody love it? And I think you're right. It's a totally like a release of emotion and seeing your fear in front of you and going like that'll never happen and then you release it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a safe space to experience it. Experience that fear. And, wow. you know, those, yeah, those deep emotions that you don't like to go down to. Exactly. But a safe space they are in, they are not in here. Oh, they, they, are, they are not. They are not safe at all. They are experiencing it right in front of them right here. And, and so we're like, wow, this mom, go away. You just go fall down some stairs because that's rude. Um, but we yep. also find out that Annie... The bully from before that got pulled into the tree, that was a pledge that mom attempted to trade that little wish for. Am I saying that right? She attempted to yeah. give her forth as a pledge, but I can't remember why that transaction didn't go through. So, yeah, that this part is a little bit um, confusing, too, I think, because... I think what happened is she thinks the witches are just coming after them for kind of no reason. She's actually blaming it on Charlie. She's like, your drinking is a darkness that they love, so they're coming after us. And so she says she tried to get them away by sacrificing Annie, by pledging Annie. I don't think she was going to be able to walk after that. I think she was just thinking that that would get them off her back. Yeah. Um, like, no. And then, yeah, and then she's saying, no, but I have to give them sale. She's she's playing it off like she needed to do it for the family, but then why, why is she walking, right? Like, I don't really believe her in this moment. I don't believe that she tried to set up Annie first. Like, I... I don't know. Maybe see that. I I believe that she did do that, but I think she's also her selfish nature is going to come through because she wants to walk. Yeah, but it's also like she just offed a a girl because she thought it would work. It's like also true. Yeah, it's like trying to put duct tape on a hole in the boat. Like, yeah, I don't even know if that's the right analogy, but you know, she's just like, oh, I tried to see if this pen, if this pen had any ink, but it doesn't, so I threw away the pen. Yeah, definitely. You know, I don't yeah, know. If I'm, it, you know what I'm saying, right? I know what you're saying. It, it's like um, it, it's like that duct tape, but it's like if you like um, maybe you like made a quilt and put that over the hole in the boat and you're like, yeah. that'll hold it. And it's like, no, it's still going to get the water still going to get through. It might it might slow down your sinking, but it's still going to get through. We're still going to sink. Yeah. Um, and so this book's and and I'll wrap it up and then we'll just put like our final thoughts here because it ends very abruptly. Um, mm-hmm. So the dad runs into the dad runs into this. He's like, whatever, whatever, Lucy, go away. Like our daughter is is my girl. He doesn't even try to explain. He's just like, yeah, yeah, okay, bye. Um, yeah. And he, yeah. And then all of a sudden, all the the monsters and the witches there, they found them again. And he goes into the like gang of witches full force and is like, Brah! he's like, sailor, run. And I was like, go, dad. Okay. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And he's got like a jar of this pledge juice or something. Um, Cause I guess you have to, maybe you have to wipe it on somebody. That's right. It's like, sp- yeah, so, like a spray or something. Yeah, yeah. It's something. So he grabs some, he puts it on himself as he's running by Lucy, he kind of flicks it on her as well. And you're like, yeah, fuck yeah. you. <laughs> and then, then he runs in and he, you just see him kind of fighting those witches. Yeah. He's like hero dad right there for sure. He's hero dad. And then sailor is like, 
I pledge the whole fucking town. And yeah. she pledges all the the pledge juice. And then and then you guys, Snyder, the he Snyder pulls a Snyder here and mm-hmm. he puts a story on top of a story. And what he's doing is he's at a then we cut to dad flashback. He's at a book signing. His book has come out and he's reading it to everyone. And he's like, I want to thank Lucy and all the, I'm sorry, excuse me, not Lucy. Fuck Lucy. Um, I want to <laughs> thank Sailor. And yeah. how, you know, she's inspired this book. And for me, you know, just starts getting personal. And so it's, then it starts going back and forth from that to the battle. Bat, the, the battle. The, bah, 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 bah. And then they end it where the dad is reads like the end of his book signing like he's like and then i'm thinking sailor and she's amazing and ka come to black yeah wow crazy did i miss anything well right before it cuts to black he says it was all about you that's right and that's when it cuts and you're like oh shit this comic's all about sailor even though it's been charlie we've been following charlie the whole time it's just about sailor because she's the only one who lives at the end of this like we assume charlie is dead he ran into those witches that's right that's right sailor's still alive and it's all about her and she's going to be in the next chapter that has not come out in six years so i don't know if it'll ever come out yeah, because this came out in 2015. Wait. Uh, yeah, 14. I think it ended in 15. I think it okay. started in 14. And yeah, oh yeah, this probably this book, like the collection together came out in 15. Oh my gosh. Are you guys still there? I mean, are you oh. on the edge of your seat? Like, like, oh my God. If you want to read a horror, true horror with yeah. multiple layers and try to interpret this book yourself, one that you're just like constantly turning your head like a little like a little puppy, like, what? What? And then you're like screaming like, oh my God. Like, it's a ride. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. It is. And and I pull out different things every time I read it. You know, I've, I've said I've read it like five times and there's, I'm finding new things every time. Good. That's what you want out of a comic. Like, and that's the thing that I'm finding the more that I do OCD is that people are like, you do comics like you read comics like kind of you know I've never really had comic friends like I do now and 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 the my non-comic friends they don't really understand they're like Superman Batman superheroes which are great 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 you know characters of course but I'm like no get out of the big two for a sec shake it up like you like the the god come on words the the okay there are infinite possibilities when it comes to comic books and Snyder just goes into those infinite possibilities beyond the farthest star and then takes a right turn and then does a loop-de-loop and then goes into that weird asteroid in the crevice and then he goes into (laughs) like he just like you know what I mean you're like I never like where did he come up with this like yeah the storytelling I think it's the storytelling in comics that uh, maybe non-comic readers don't really can't comprehend how good it could be because it's a comic book right so they're just like yeah like you said superhero whatever like i know what's going on um but there's there's these unique stories and um back in like 2012 to 15 all these like image started to publish like all these you know creator-owned works where they're allowed to do whatever they want and people started to buy them and the sales of that allows everyone to kind of write what they want because they've been popular so i think yeah. they just saw that like people like to read that they want to read that they they like watching tv but people like reading comic books um, yeah. and you can tell a great story there was there was a year in i don't i don't know i can't remember if it was 13 or 14 where i was like i don't need tv anymore all i need is the yeah. next image book that's coming out like Dude. that's the story i want to read Dude, yes 
I agree. It's like comics, like people by like, okay, when I'm first, when I started first reading a comic, which is fresh in my brain, because it was like only almost two years ago, and you're reading it and you're like, I will never be able to get through this. You think comic books are not for you because you don't know how to read them. But it's like, if you just give yourself a chance and you take like a recommendation of someone who really knows a good story, or you at least do your research Mm -hmm. of just a story that you at least relate to, you will find your crevice of comics that you love because just the possibilities all you need I mean I say all you need but it's it's a lot less than it would take for like a movie or a tv show you got a good writer you got a good artist who get together who are made for each other you know and you've got yourself like a hell of a comic you know yeah. a hell of a story for sure yeah and I, th- I think you can follow writers that you like you can follow artists that you like and that's once you find one that you can really um dig into like one you just really enjoy I would just say go out and see what else they did um, because you're gonna like that too probably and like Scott Snyder here like now I'm a follower like I I love him yeah me too can't wait till he's on the show I can't wait Dean he's (laughs) gonna be on the show I'm telling you I'm putting it out there hey guys um Scott Snyder I have a list Scott Snyder uh, let's say Scott Snyder for now we'll say that but um he's definitely on my list and Dean you'll totally be here um Yeah, Scott, if you're listening, we're not scary. We're just we're just very passionate about comics like you, my friend. Um, He's a great guy. Yeah, he likes to like. Yeah, he likes to uh, um, he likes to do interviews. He likes to give give back to the fans who are buying his books. He's very appreciative of everyone who's reading. So maybe maybe he'll come on the show. That's what I love about comic writers as well. Like, I'm there's going to be a comic writer later this month, and you guys are going to flip who it is. Dean, I'll tell you when we get off air. Um, cool. uh, and he was just the nicest guy, and I told him why I loved his comic and why he should be on. And he was like, hell yeah, no problem. Because that's the thing. Like, comics, like, it's, it's not like entertainment where you're a movie star and you're an actor or you're like, you know what I mean? It, yeah. it, you don't need that following. You don't need to be that person that shoves other people off. What happens is you put in all your effort and your time and your heart and your soul. And when somebody goes, hey, your story spoke to me and they're like, that means the whole world to me. You know, it truly means so much to them. That's what I love about this world. Yeah. And they like really appreciate that. They want to hear that they're they want to be those writers want to be in like contact with the people that um, like that their books are affecting. And, you know, Snyder had such a a crazy rise to the top. Like he was he was really not writing very much. And um, DC kind of someone from DC saw him at a book reading and they're like, this guy's cool. Let's get him to write some comics. And then within like two years of writing comics, he's top sales in comics. Like he's writing Batman and topping the charts and people just like what he does. And he appreciates that. Like he doesn't let it go to his head. I mean, I think in the when the rise happened, you know, it's hard to not let that go to your head. But, you know, yeah. now he's now he's just like, yeah, like we're all the writer writers out there are great. We're all friends. Um, we're yeah. not like we're not competitive with each other. And like the fans are great. They're the ones that keep me in like doing my job, doing what I love. So and he's writing for us. You can tell like yeah. he's like, I want to I want to reach out like it's it's a connection. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, well, great. I Let's go ahead and rate this. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds I was great. like, out of the many nouns that I could Ooh, use for yes. this one. <laughs> yeah, there's so many good ones. 
Oh, there's uh, so many good ones. Yeah. Um, I got one. Okay. I got one. You got one. Okay. Yeah. So mine might be a little, not a low blow, but like, but it was a really important part of this story. So how we rate here on OCD, it's one out of five, five being best, three meaning you would at least recommend, and then you put a noun next to it in relation to the book. So I am going to give this a whopping five strong, sturdy, bolded, italicized, underlined five Ferris wheels. Nice. Because it is. I love it. Yeah. It's the strong point of the story. It was our little revelation here together that we yeah. were like, oh, yeah, that's the whole. This whole thing is just a whole Ferris. Uh, Ferris cell. Ferris cell. Wow. Ferris oh, I like wheel. that. Ferris wheel. Ferris wheel. Wow. Carousel and Ferris wheel is Ferris cell, by the way. Both um, go around in a circle, though. So. Ex- yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That's his next book. It's a carousel. <laughs> You're, you're welcome for that idea, Scott. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You're a god. <laughs> don't do it. You're, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, no, it was, I mean, I've, I've said it, and I'll say it real quick, and I'll kind of sum it up. This book is amazing, especially if you're trying to get out of the big two and you want to read some. Is this, wait, which, which, what is the publisher? What I've totally forgot. Is image. It, image. It is Image. Yeah. Okay. I love Image. I love, I really love Image. Me too. They have great stuff. They have great yeah. stuff. Um, so it's Image, and it's, you know, it's independent, uh, uh, comic company distribution um yeah publisher thank you publisher um no this story goes into it even if it's not halloween which it you know it's totally halloween now um even if it's not halloween it's the perfect book um if you really just want to dig into your own emotions a little bit if you want to feel like what dean was saying just kind of feel go go to that edge of your emotions and see what happens on the other side um, if you want a good father-daughter story, uh, if you want a creepy town story, you know, if you like abandoned amusement parks, this is the comic for you. And this art is to die for. Am I right? Uh, you are right. That was, wow, that's great. Tess, I actually can't follow that. Yes, um, you can. Don't even, was, Dean. No, come on. I'm not even going to try. I'll give my rating, but that was perfect how you just wrapped up that book. That was awesome. Um, I'm glad I was here for that. Um, I'm going to also pull something from our conversation. Um, that okay. was a revelation that we had in our conversation. And I'm going to give it um, five out of five jars of stink. <laughs> Mouths and buttholes. Mouths and buttholes. <laughs> is, is that it? Is that it? Full stop? That's it. That's it. Full stop. I'm done. You said every. You actually said everything. I don't want to even add to it. That was absolutely perfect. Love, love this book. Love horror. Love Snyder. Yes. Thank you so much for recommending this. Like, I mean, obviously, I'm grateful. Like, it's you've opened my mind to the world of Scott Snyder. And that, it, honestly, friend, like, that's thanks to you. Like, I would not have known about Scott at all and you've opened me up to two comic books that i uh, love and would happily uh, own and read again and again and it's in it's like the epitome of comic book storytelling and beyond you know you are welcome <laughs> like it's it, this is like the first book that popped in my mind when you asked to talk about you know something horror and i think when you were coming on talking back the first thing that popped in my mind was the wake i think it's just because i love snyder so much he just pops in my mind but like those were the two i was like i need i need uh tess who's coming on to this co- this podcast to read this and then when you asked yeah. me to come on i'm like i need her to read this she wants to read horror <laughs> she's got to read witches yes you gotta come back on and we'll do the the um batman right he did batman i would love to i would love to deal 
done. It's yeah. in. It's it's in. It's already. It's booked. Let's do it. Let's do Perfect. it. You'll be back. I'm so happy. Um, so thank you a zillion times. Uh, but Dean, we got to fulfill a little promise here. Do you mind going to Pottermore and filling out some questions? Let's okay. Do sure, this. Let's sure, find let's out what house Dean okay. is in officially. Click 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 beep bop beep. Click click. Yeah, this might take some time. I got. I didn't have it pulled up. I didn't have it ready. No, it's okay. Cue Harry Potter favorite quotes. Go. One pair of dragon hide gloves. Hagrid, do they mean from a real dragon? Well, they don't mean a penguin, do they? <laughs> Fred, you next. He's not Fred. I am. Honestly, woman, you call yourself our mother. Oh, I'm sorry, George. I'm only joking. I am Fred. Can you imagine the look and all we're gonna go to space if we were late? Perhaps it would be more useful if I were to transfigure Mr. Potter and yourself into a pocket watch. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Start the sorting ceremony. Oh, it's a ceremony. <laughs> okay, dawn or dusk? Ooh, okay. Oh, what a hard question to start with. Right? Dawn or dusk? dusk. Oh my goodness. Okay, okay. I think I got that one. Which of the following would you most hate people to call you? Ignorant? Probably that. Selfish? <laughs> you gotta tell us your answers. Oh, okay, okay. So the first one I, I picked, Dusk. Okay, Dusk. Okay. Okay, so which of the following would you most hate people to call you? Ignorant, selfish, ordinary, or cowardly? Wow, I think I'd most hate if they called me selfish. And that's funny because you said that here. You, I know. <laughs> that was I know. Isn't that weird? I, wow. I feel like I I feel like I'm afraid to give up my selfishness, but I would also <laughs> be very hurt if someone called me selfish. Yeah. We're just we're just peeling back the layers on Dean right now. We are. I love it. Uh, if you were attending Hogwarts, which pet would you choose to take Ooh. with you? Okay. Uh, cats, toads, or owls? Um, not a toad. Um, I'd probably, I'm afraid of birds, so I'm going to go okay. with, I'm going to go with cats. I have okay, two cats, cats so uh, oh, that's kind of easy. Yeah. Okay, so a, a ginger cat, a white cat, a Whoa. Siamese cat, a tabby cat, or a black cat. Whoa, um, that's, that's detailed. Okay. This is detailed. There's some pictures too. Oh, wow. This is tough. I like this ginger cat. I like how this ginger cat looks. Okay. So I'm going to select that. Okay, the next one is uh, a muggle confronts you and says that they are sure you are a witch or wizard. Do you <laughs> ask what makes them think so? Do you tell them you're worried about their mental health and offer to call a doctor? I won't be doing that. <laughs> uh, do you agree and ask whether they'd like a free sample of a jinx? Wow. Interesting. <laughs> a little bit of a joke. Um, I don't know. I don't still don't think I'd do that. Agree and walk away, leaving them to wonder whether you are bluffing. Ooh. Interesting. Um, I'd probably be like, what makes you think so? Yeah. I think I'd do that. So I'm going to select that. Okay. A troll has gone berserk in the headmaster's study at Hogwarts. It's a, Okay. It's about to smash, crush, and tear several irreplaceable items and treasures. In which order would you rescue these objects from the Trolls Club if you could? This is a good question. Whoa, that is okay. detailed. My goodness. A nearly perfect cure for dragon pox. Select the position for the cure. So it's not telling me the other items. It's just telling me the oh. one item. And I have to okay. select if I would save it first, second, or third. Whoa, okay. How do, how do I know without knowing the other items? Tess is stressing me out. <laughs> How do I know? There's, there's, he's gonna smash. 
Okay. Irreplaceable it's... items. In which order would you rescue these items okay. from the Trolls Club? And okay, the, pick... they're just showing me a nearly a nearly perfect cure for dragon pox. And then it just says, like, what position would you select the cure? Oh, okay. Okay. That's that's a big reveal. So you can't even compare it to the other. Okay. I can't. Yeah. So, well, okay. So if I, a dragon pox, it's a cure for dragon pox. Let's go with, because um, I don't know what else is in here. I'm going to go with two. I'm going to yeah, put it in I the middle. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Two. <laughs> okay. Like, that sounds good. A cure for something. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, students' records going back a thousand years. Ah, oh, okay, three. Ugh, yeah, three. whatever. We, we're Boring. not uh, judged by our past here. Yeah. Um, a mysterious handwritten book full of strange runes. Okay, well, now I wish I put the cure at number one. Uh, <laughs> I mean, hey, man. <laughs> but hey, hey hand- a mysterious book. That's uh, that's entertainment. So that's it's an adventure, one. at least. Oh, yeah, I can reorder the items after. Oh, thank okay. goodness. Okay. Yeah, thank oh. goodness. Whoo. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'm going to put that cure at number one. That's, okay. uh, I think that's, yeah, let's reorder these items. Cures number one, um, the thousand-year-old records of students is three, and that mysterious handwritten book um, full, full of strange ruins is going to be number two. Okay. I will confirm. Okay. Um, is, this, is this exciting? Is this entertaining? I'm so excited. Okay. I'm, I, I want to know. I, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, okay, what is it, though? <laughs> what kind of instrument most pleases your ear? Another Ooh. great question. So the piano, okay. the drum, uh, mm. apparently just the piano and the drum. Okay. I thought there would be more here. Oh, here we go. The violin or the trumpet. Okay, so for me, it's between the violin or the piano. Um, most pl- I like strings. I like, I'm like. i going to go with the violin. Okay. I have a drum kit behind me right now, but I wouldn't say that's ear-pleasing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe to you. Not the, yeah, not... not the way I play it. It's not ear-pleasing, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, which of the following would you most like to study? Mer people? Mm. Centaurs? Okay. Werewolves. Werewolves. Vampires. Ooh. Goblins. Trolls. Or ghosts. Wow. Okay. Which did you most like to study? This is really interesting. I'm actually... I think I'm easily going to say ghosts because out of all of these things, ghosts scare me the most. Mm. So I think I'd want to study them and figure out what is really going on with ghosts. Maybe I don't need to be afraid of them. Okay. So much. Okay. You know, especially especially at Hogwarts, those seem like pretty nice ghosts. So yeah, I'm gonna go with ghosts. Yeah. White or black? Choose one, and continue. Oh, just white or black? Okay. Um, I mean, I'm wearing a black shirt right now, so I'm gonna go with Perfect. black. That's yeah. Okay. The Sorting Hat's ready to make the decision. Not Slytherin. Not Slytherin. Not Slytherin, eh? Are you ready? Are you ready? Here we go. Okay. Here we go. Here okay, we continue. go. Okay, I'm so excited. It says I'm a Slytherin. <laughs> what? This is horrible. <laughs> what have you done to me? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I'm a Slytherin. It's because you picked uh, the black shirt. It's dark. It, it must be. Oh, oh, my goodness. It's okay, Dean. I mean, okay. read the description. See if it doesn't relate to you. Don't feel bad. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Maybe it's like a hairy kind of kind of Gryffindor Slytherin right. line okay. that he wobbles Thank on. Thank you. Yes. Thank yeah. you for that little twist. Yeah, because he he could he could have been in Slytherin. Um, yes. That's very true. And you weren't um, maybe, there to go, not Slytherin, not yeah, Slytherin. Yeah, true. And maybe I'm the one to turn Slytherin around, you know? They're not all bad yeah, people, right. you know? They're just a, it's just another house at the school, and sometimes their ambition um, 
gets them into trouble, points them in the wrong direction. But you know what? I'm going to be there. I'm going to be in Slytherin. I'm going to help everyone out. You're going to be the guiding light. And yeah, yeah. no, that's okay. So I guess I got to be drinking out of a Slytherin mug from now on. Dean, I'm so sorry. Did I break your dreams? Like, no, I am embracing being a Slytherin. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I love it. You're like, you're like, your soul is Gryffindor. Well, let me see. Your your sorting hat is your your mind is Slytherin, your heart is grip. I don't know, but okay. Now we know. Now it's we know. It's not bad. It's okay. Yeah. And and you and I show that Slytherin and Gryffindor we can get along. Oh, for Just sure. Fine. Yes, definitely. Yes. This is so, a big twist ending, I think, to this episode, right? This is a huge <laughs> twist, Dean. Huge. Wow. Cool. Okay. Well, thank you for taking the quiz. Oh yeah! Thank you for pointing pointing me to it. You're welcome. Um, mm-hmm. I, I now we now we know. You know now you don't. You just you just you can move on with your life, and now you know officially. Exactly. Yeah. You 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 can't know where you're going till you know where you've been. I think that was on you, a movie or something. You, yeah. No, I I was there, and uh, you know where we've been. We've been on quite the horrific journey here. Uh, thank you a gazillion times, Dean. Seriously, this was so freaking fun. You're welcome back anytime. You know that. You're you're welcome back all the time. Um, it is hey, so nice pleasure, to talk Tess. to you. Woo! Go Canada. Everybody in Canada, man. Y'all just just the bomb. We're friendly folk. You are friendly folk. Free healthcare. Um, yeah, it's great. That's what's it, right? Yeah. Uh, cool. Do you want to tell us? Uh, excuse me. We know about talking back. I, I mean, you could obviously tell us about talking back, but please plug more than anything um, about talking uh, back. Sure. Yeah, I'll just say that uh, talking back is a podcast I do with my brother Tim, and episodes come out on Monday. We talk about you know movies, comics, video games, kind of anything we want. That's sort of the way the podcast is structured. Yeah. Um, we, we end up talking about a lot of things from the past just because nostalgia sometimes hits us and then we cover a bunch of stuff from the past. But uh, we cover new stuff too. Uh, yeah, it's just just me and him really walking through, you know, movies and comics and shooting the shit out of it. Perfect. Um, yeah, that's basically. Oh, you can you can find us on like Instagram at mm-hmm. uh, TalkbackPod. TalkbackPod. Yeah, also yeah. on Facebook, but most of the posts are going up on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And they're part of the BFOP network. Woo woo woo! Yeah, I love that. I've known you guys for almost a year, and I just found out a month ago that you're brothers. I yeah, that know. was great. That was a great moment. <laughs> I don't. I wish we were recording because I was like, wait. How do you guys know each other? You're like from birth. Okay. Yeah, you're like, when did you meet? <laughs> yeah. And Tim's like, I guess five days after Dean came back from the hospital, <laughs> 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 or whatever the time was. Uh, yeah, I great. That, that was a great moment. Cool. Yes, yes. I mean, I was embarrassed, but cool. I don't know oh, no how way. that little detail. Don't be embarrassed about that. Uh, well, thank you, Mr. Dean, and uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow for three of 31 days of horror. Cue outro. Goodbye. <laughs> thank you for tuning in to Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast 31 Days of Horror. If you like what you're hearing, please follow OCD on any of your favorite podcatchers. Take it a step further and leave a five-star Apple Podcast review. (laughs) That really helps me out. Thank you. You can follow OCD on Instagram at OCD Podcast or... 
facebook.com slash OCD podcast. Tune in tomorrow as I review another horror Halloween comic. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim. And with me today in studio is co-host Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean. Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then, thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time. Talking back.